Hey y'all, it's Shanice. And this morning I just want to go ahead and tell y'all something that God has put on my heart to share. And the main message is really about forgiveness. God, he's really just been speaking to me about forgiveness of sins. Um, and I know that this is something I should make a video about and get out there. So that's exactly what I'm doing. First things first, I want to say that God, he does not bless or reward sin um, or sinful behaviors or disobedience or anything of the like. He does not. And I'm going to be reading from Jeremiah chapter 5, verses 24 to 29 in the NIV version. And this is God speaking, starting at verse 24. Israel does not say to themselves, let us fear the Lord our God, who gives autumn and spring rains in season, who assures us of the regular weeks of harvest. Your wrongdoings have kept these away. Your sins have deprived you of good. Among my people are the wicked who lie in wait like men who snare birds and like those who set traps to catch people. Like cages full of birds, their houses are full of deceit. They have become rich and powerful and have grown fat and sleek. Their evil deeds have no limit. They do not seek justice. They do not promote the cause of the fatherless. They do not defend the just cause of the poor. Should I not punish them for this, declares the Lord? Should I not avenge myself on such a nation as this? What I have to say about this is specifically verse 25. Your wrongdoings have kept these away. Your sins have deprived you of good. A lot of people expect so much from God who do not show God that they love them, that they love him. How do we show God that we love him? We obey his commands. We follow his, we follow his word. We follow what he's telling us to do. Um, we speak with him. We, we get to know him. We show him that we care. We listen to him. Like These are all ways that we can show God that we love him, but so many people are just walking life, walking in life how they want to walk in life. So you can really only begin to walk the ways of God and receive all that he has for you after you repent of your sins and after you begin to obey him. Of course, God is gracious. Of course, he is merciful, but it's not good to abuse this grace and to just try to, in a sense, like walk over God. Although that's not really possible because in the end, he's he has a final say so. But it's, it's not good to just abuse that grace and mercy and to continue to expect the good to come from the evil things that we do. We can't do that. So that's why repentance is so important. That's why Jesus tells us to repent of our sins. And um, ultimately, if we don't repent of our sins, we're just hindering ourselves. We're blocking our own blessings. We're blocking a, a true relationship with Christ, with God. So that's never good. So <laughs> um, that's all I encourage y'all to do today is to repent from your sins. Ask God for a repentant heart. Ask God for a repentant mind because it's God who grants repentance to us. It's God who gives us the ability and the strength to repent and turn away from our sins. We cannot do that on our own strength. So ask God for a repentant heart. Ask God for a repentant mind. He says, asking you shall receive. Knocking the door will be open. Seeking you will find. This is why we need Jesus um, to help us repent from our sin and to receive salvation and forgiveness, which is freely given when we accept him as our Lord and Savior. Mind you, I said Lord and Savior. A lot of people walk through life thinking that, okay, Jesus, yes, he saved me from my sins. Okay, but is he the Lord over your life? Is he the Lord over your household? 
Is he the Lord over your mind, over your heart, over your actions, over the words that you say? Is he the Lord over your finances even? Is he the Lord over that, over that business that you're trying to start? You can't do that on your own. And this is why we need God in absolutely every aspect of our lives. He cares about the big things. He cares about the little things. I was just reading a verse. I believe it's in Zechariah. I don't want to be wrong, but it says, do not despise. Do not despise the, the small days or something like that. It's pretty much saying don't despise the little things that happen. God wants to be involved in absolutely everything. and He has a purpose for absolutely everything. But anyways, <laughs> if you ask him to give you a repentant heart and a repentant mind and to forgive you of your sins, he will do that. With, with forgiveness of our sins, that means that we have to confess it with our mouths. We have to confess our sins to the Lord and we have to have a repentant heart in order to come back to him and get back on the right track. I actually did want to read a couple verses before I get off of here. The first one is going to be from Galatians 5 and we're going to start at verse 13. It says, you, my brothers and sisters, were called to be free, but do not use your freedom to indulge in the flesh, flesh meaning sin. Rather, serve one another humbly in love, for the entire law is fulfilled in keeping this one command, love your neighbor as yourself. If you bite and devour each other, watch out or you will be destroyed by each other. So I say, walk by the spirit, the spirit of God, and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh, meaning sin. For the flesh desires what is contrary to the spirit, and the spirit what is contrary to the flesh. They are in conflict with each other, so that you are not to do whatever you want. But if you are led by the Spirit, you are not under the law. The acts of the flesh, sinful acts, are obvious. Sexual immorality, impurity and debauchery, idolatry and witchcraft, hatred, discord, jealousy, fits of rage, selfish ambition, dissensions, factions and envy, drunkenness, orgies and the like. I warn you as I did before, and those who live like this will not inherit the kingdom of God. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such things there is no law. Those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh, meaning your sin, with its passions and desires. So when we come to Christ, all of those sinful desires, they are able to be crucified. Now, it's not just a one and done type of thing. It is a constant process that we have to go through. Every single day, you have to choose who you will serve. You have to choose who's going to be the Lord of your life and be like, God, I choose you. You get what I'm saying? I just encourage y'all to do the same. I encourage y'all to choose Jesus every single day that y'all wake up. Um, and a lot of people are living in sin and they don't even know it. And I don't want nobody's blood to be on my hands. So I, I do find that it is a responsibility for every single believer in Christ to be warning people of certain sins, to be telling them, hey, there's another way. You get what I'm saying? And that way is through Jesus Christ. He is the way, the truth, and the life. He is um, salvation. He is grace and mercy. And it's only found through him. Another verse that I wanted to read was 1 Corinthians 6 and 9. It says, or do you know that wrongdoers will not inherit the kingdom of God? Do not be deceived. Neither the sexually immoral, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor men who have sex with men, nor thieves, nor the greedy, nor drunkards, nor slanderers, nor swindlers will inherit the kingdom of God. And this is what some of you were. But you were washed, you were sanctified, you were justified in the name of the Lord Jesus and by the Spirit of God. 
So what it's saying here is it's listing like all of these sins and the people that do these sins is saying that they will not inherit the kingdom of God. So what do we need in order to inherit the kingdom of God? We need to repent from these sins. We need to be washed clean, clean of our sins and we need to come to Christ. We need to be willing to come to him and to lay down that old life. We need to be willing to lay down that sin, those things that cause death. And, and we need to be willing to walk in the path of eternal life that only Jesus has paved the way for. Romans 3, 23 through 26, it says, For all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God, and all are justified freely by his grace through the redemption that came by Christ. God presented Christ as a sacrifice of atonement through the shedding of his blood to be received by faith. He did this to demonstrate his righteousness because in his forbearance, he had left the sins committed beforehand unpunished. He did it to demonstrate his righteousness at the present time so as to be just and the one who justifies those who have faith in Jesus. So it's pretty much saying here like Jesus, he did the hard work for us. You know, all we have to do is accept him because we've all fallen short of the glory of God. And, but when we accept him, we're justified freely. He, he becomes our sacrificial atonement. He becomes our covering so that when we do go and see God and we've accepted Jesus Christ wholeheartedly and we show him that we love him through our obedience to him by putting away our old self, by putting away our flesh, by crucifying our flesh and our sins daily, then Jesus is our sacrificial atonement, meaning he covers over us. Now on to the next, Romans 4, 8, blessed is the one whose sin the Lord will never count against him. After we accept God's salvation and forgiveness for our sins, then they cannot be held against us. And lastly, y'all, <laughs> lastly, I'm going to be reading uh, two quick verses from Ephesians. Ephesians 1 and 7, in him, meaning Jesus, we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins in accordance with the riches of God's grace. In Ephesians 4, 32, be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving each other just as in Christ forgave you. So not only do we receive forgiveness from God after we receive Jesus Christ, it is now our responsibility to, to forgive others no matter what they've done. And this is a problem that a lot of people have is we want forgiveness so bad, but it's so hard for us to give it to other people. But the Bible clearly tells us that we should forgive others as God has forgiven us. And no, it may not be easy. It may take some time, but just know that when you're in Christ, you have that ability. You have that ability. It is not good to hold anything over anybody's head because you wouldn't want God to do that to you. And that's period. But anyways, that's all I had to say. Um, that's the message for today. And if God tells me to um, get on here and share anything else, then I will definitely try to make it a priority to do that. Because for this video, I did kind of, it did take me a couple days to make this video. Um, so I hope it reaches who it needs to. So Next time, I'm going to make it a priority to go ahead and do it when he, when he tells me to do it uh, and not just procrastinating um, or putting other things first. So, yeah, I hope that this helps somebody. I hope that y'all learned something. I hope that um, this really resonates and that this uh, produces change in someone's heart. And just remember to always be always be consistent in prayer. Don't cease in prayer. Have faith in the one true living God. Um, make sure that all your faith is in him. And 
yeah, I guess that's it. If I got anything else to say, I'm gonna jump on here and I'm gonna say it. So yeah, thanks for watching and have a good day.